Hey, hip cats, have you heard the news? There's a show in town and it kicks the blues. It's called Bagged and Boarded, Bagged and Boarded, the hippest pot around. Bagged and Boarded, Bagged and Boarded, you will never frown. Bagged and Boarded, Bagged and Boarded, kooky crazy show. Bagged and Boarded, Bagged and Boarded, hey man, let's go. They're Matt and Jesse, they're gonna blow your mind. They brought their friend Brando, he'll take a minute of your time. Other cats might try to front, but other cats don't know. Cause bagged and boarded, bagged and boarded. Oh! Bagged and boarded, 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 bagged and boarded is my favorite show, yeah! Oh! <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bagged and Boarded. I am Matt Cohen, and again, no Jesse because he is a red coat trader. I don't even think he. Do you think he'd know what a red coat is? I thought you were going to go redneck on that. I'm actually. I, I was really shocked that you went. Ladies coat. and gentlemen, joining us today is Mr. Joshua Gray, aka Bumpin' Fresh. Bumpin' Fresh, Beezus, H uh, Fresh. Do you think Jesse knows what a red coat is? Yes. You do? Yes. Do you think the average American really retains that much from from school? Yeah, because it's a war story, and it's 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 probably it's the redcoats are coming. It's the you know it's it's a very I guess it was the British are coming, but still it's uh yeah for it's a war story. for example though like I I've been writing columns again at Quick Stop. I started a new thing called um Wonderful World of Talkies, and um I'm gonna let a little a little uh, insight into my life slip here. I'm not particularly good at grammar. I think that we should clarify something. This this uh, this uh, wonderful world of talkies. This is Matt's new thing. That's all about the wonderful world of walkie talkies. He's become after a ham, after the PA experience. Yeah, I'm, I'm obsessed. Now. He's a ham radio enthusiast. A lot of you may not be aware that that, that Matt's become an, a very avid ham radio enthusiast. I've become a pork radio enthusiast. All the de- all the deli meats. A shortwave radio enthusiast. He he listens to. Uh, to shows from all over the I world. I actually do listen to um, police radio. I have an iPhone. I have, did I ever show you that iPhone app? Yeah, I have the same iPhone It's not bad, app. right? It's, it's an it's, iPhone Sometimes app. it's interesting. But it's regardless, iPhone. digressing, um, I'm not particularly good at grammar, and I've always rushed through shit, never really read back, muddy, shut up. You know, never really read back or, or checked my work, so I always assumed it was it was a matter of, you know, being lazy and, and that... Um, so I sat down, I wrote a new column this week, and I sat down and really tried to look through it and, and give it a once-over, and I realized, it's not that at all. I don't fucking know the rules of grammar. Like, I don't know how to use commas or apostrophes, and, like, I flat out, I'll flat out admit it, I, like, I, I don't think they taught me that in school. Is that possible? I mean, I'm sure somebody was standing at the front of the classroom talking all about it. Early I'm sure the fuck on, tests. though, right? Um, with that kind of shit, like you're, you're there, there. Yeah. It's, it's like those are the stuff I don't know at 25 years old. Yeah, those are the things you should know. I'm sure you used to get back papers with, you know, a lot of those things circled in red. red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. little red circles. It had to have been every paper, though. Uh, yeah, but you were just like, well, those only had like I still pass the class. I don't care. I didn't pass like, any classes. Well, see, <laughs> a lot of that might have been grammar. But, I mean, so now I have to literally go back and, and fucking learn the basic rules of grammar, well, dude. Like, how, when to use, an, when read, to use a comma. I know, but I don't... You read more than oh, almost any person I know. I, how can you not have picked up purely from observation? I don't know, dude. It blows my mind. Like, I, I, I overuse commas 
more than anyone in the world because I don't know what they're for. So I, but I know sentences need them to avoid right. being giant like run-ons. They call them, I think. Right. Well, so I just stick them in when they seem appropriate. And someone like proofread me once. They're like, "You're ridiculous. Like, the, like there's no need. There's no need for half of those, and half of those should be like colons or, or dashes or whatever." I rarely like to have more than one comma in a sen- in a sentence. If there's two commas in a sentence, you're probably going on too long. Do you think you retained a fair amount from your... You went to public school or private school? Both. Did you really? I went to a lot of schools. Alright, I went to public school my whole life or in Long Island. You're from the Maryland area, right? I'm from Maryland. I I grew up in fabulous Bethesda, Downtown Bethesda. Fabulous downtown Bethesda, Maryland. Do you think you retained most of the shit you learned in school? Um, I think there's certain things that, that... I retained a lot better than others. It's actually weird. One of the schools I went to, of the many, many schools I went to, was a very small school. Uh, and we all made fun of it at the time because everybody that was there had kind of been kicked out of um, other schools. And the school was big on field trips. It was like the school from Battle Royale. I mean, it was like <laughs> it was like 30 kids in like an upstairs wing of, that they rented out from like a temple like that it wasn't affiliated with. And it was... Field trips and camping trips and ski trips. I remember it was like an more, outreach program. <laughs> there was a lot of that. I mean, in many ways, but I remember more from that school than I do from some of the most of the other schools I went to that were supposedly much better. Schools. Incredibly Spanish. I do know grammar. Spanish so. is the one thing that that somehow seemed to stick in my mind. Now I'm not amazing at it, but like I can I can get around the fucking language, which which is fascinating to me because like that's some I don't remember anything else from math dude like I can't add single digit numbers at this point that's a lie wait I'm not great once you get into the sevens the sevens (laughs) there's only one seven I know but like six plus five I can do really quick right eleven yeah right but like then you get into the seven I know but seven plus eighteen no I said no the first number you had Six plus eighteen. No, you had six plus five equals eleven. Okay, and I said add eighteen. To but that's that. easy. Twenty nine, right? Yeah, that sounds right. So, but I was saying like the like seven plus eight. I gotta fucking check on the hands and shit right, like that. Right. So that flew out the fucking window with age. Like I'm only out of school <laughs> with age. Let's say I'm out of school. Dude, if you're already on the downslope. Seven years? <laughs> Holy shit. I'm, dude, I'm definitely on the fucking downslope, unfortunately. <laughs> Which is scary, my friend. I'm saying, adult education is a wonderful thing. Dude, I thought about... The other day I was talking to someone... Uh, I forget what we were talking about. Something back in the early 90s. And I, was, and I was like, well, yeah, how old are you? And the guy was like, oh, I'm 23. Well, I'm like, yeah, well, I'm 24... 20, 30, 25. <gasps> I was like, oh my fucking God, I'm 25. I want to go crawl in a corner... That was the first time age hit me in a negative way. Yeah, I feel yeah. like turning 24 was a cool thing somehow in my mind, but 25 was like, wow, you really need to start living your life a little bit. Yeah, well, you're going to love 35. <laughs> was that a good one? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that one hurt. Halfway to 70 hurts. Dude, but at least you're halfway to fucking 70, you know what I mean? That's but I could legitimately die in my 60s. Like in like twenty would, something years, yeah, and that would yeah. that wouldn't be ridiculous, probably. I mean, based I, on lifestyle and like, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't. I don't mean you in particular. I mean, sure based on one's lifestyle one. of one who dies in the sixties, of one who smokes cigarettes and fucking yeah, doesn't take very good care of themselves. 
Oh, man. Dude, you know what got me thinking? Eat your vegetables. I've been on this whole morbid kick lately, and I watched Hoarders last night for the first time, and it really didn't help. Like, and I, me and you watch that show, and not, like, together. Like, we don't have, like, a weekly date or anything, but... Uh, not weekly. We both frequent the BBC America channel, and there's a show on there called How Clean Is Your House? I thought that's what Hoarders would be, but it's not. Hoarders is something way fucking kind of sadder and worse, like... I have not seen Hoarders, but I think oh, the big dude. message of How Clean Is Your House is... British people are filthy. British people are filthy. I've been in some dirty houses in America, British and some dirty apartments, like where like seven guys live together. Like none of them have jobs and shit. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, like the water got shut off, and people are using sinks as toilets. And and it was nothing I compared. Used to use a toilet <laughs> And it was this nothing compared to out. the houses on this show. So so there's a British show where basically they go in and these people live in fucking, like, pure filth. Like, garbage dumps, basically. Like, there's not a single inch of, of spare room on the floor. And that's that show. But Hoarders, if you haven't seen it, is a show on A&E, I believe. Like, right after Intervention. It's got to be the same people that make Intervention. It is. It is. It's got, they even I've have interventions and people. shit. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, I saw an intervention for a kid with diabetes who didn't take good care of his blood sugar. Oh, okay. I thought they were just trying to intervene for <laughs> No, but it was still kind of a weird fucking intervention. I mean, no, that's a serious problem. That's a tough thing. A lot of people want to go into not to denial when they're sick with something Do you remember like that. when that It'd show first started? Yeah. I totally remember when it was a point when there was only like five episodes and I'd seen them all. And do you remember <laughs> one of the first few was the kid who was the addictive gambler? Yeah. Oh, that kid was great. And was like, Mom! Do you remember what he said to his mom at one point? It's my favorite line in intervention history, and it's become a quote in my house to a point where, like, uh, I've gotten better in recent years, but this has got to be, like, three years ago at this point. When I used to get into uh, a little bit of a, that kind of a mode, my mom would go, intervention, <laughs> like, threaten to call the show. The kid goes, the kid has a gambling debt of $20,000, and he goes to his mom and hits her up, and he's like, Mom, like, just do me a favor, and please, like, this will be the last time I just need a check for $20,000. And up to this point, she'd facilitated and given him everything, and she goes, like, no, Johnny, I can't do it. He goes, what? You're not going to give me $20,000? <laughs> she's, like, shocked that she's not going to give him $20,000. Outraged. Outraged in a fucking whiny voice, dude. That show's dope. But order is the same kind of deal except it's people who collect shit like like one guy had like but collect shit to the but it's not collect you know what though fuck that it is collect dust yeah it is how clean is your house because it's not like they have it's not like a guy is like I have 8,000 cereal boxes and I can't move now they just don't throw anything away yeah they don't throw anything away every newspaper literally anything the guy had a why do they all order the newspaper just the guy had a newspaper the guy was going through his desk on hoarders last Uh night dude and he finds a newspaper and it's from 1945, and it says, Japs, Japs bow out, war declared over. I mean, at least it finally paid off. At <laughs> least being a filthy bastard pays off, because the newspaper that you paid you a penny think, for in well, 1945 That's the other fucked up thing, though, that I think is fascinating about hoarders. And, like, I don't even want to get into this conversation, but it does show something of our nature as a culture that, that like... We don't watch those shows to empathize or to sympathize. No. We watch them to feel better for To feel superior. It's Schaden, it's pure Schadenfreude. Like we Absolutely. It's Marty Schaden. Marty. Marty Schadenfreude, former coach. <laughs> Marty Isn't that a woman? No, that's Marge Schott. Oh yes, Marge Schott. But was, 
with the Nazi they used to do it on the Stern owner of the uh, of the Cincinnati you ever listen to Stern back in the day no Billy West you know who that is yes do you really yeah how I mean it's not really easy to of like you don't have to listen to Stern to but Billy West was only aware. on Stern for like two years. Yeah, but like one night not very long ago, I got bored and was Wikipedia surfing. And I, <laughs> and I started with Jackie the Joke Man Martling to, to what see, a weird place to, to start. He was up because I was like, whatever happened? He's got a show on in the series called The Joke Hunt. That's what I learned when I when I wiki when I wikied him, and so then I kept going on, and so I ended up looking at basically everybody. So, so that's Billy ever been Billy West was on Stern in the late eighties, I want to say. But he did the voice of Ren and Stimpy. Yes. And it's A Day. So that's and he does like the Cheerio Ant. What is that thing? Doesn't he doesn't he also do Futurama? Yeah, he's Fry. Yes. What's the Cheerio thing? See, I I What's the Cheerio thing? What Cheerio thing? Uh, the mascot. What kind of bug is it? It's a bee, right? The honey nut Cheerio. Oh, okay. It's a bubble. A that's Billy o. West. That bee doesn't say anything. Yeah, he does. He it totally say? does. Like, hey, it's a, che- a Cheerio. He says something about no, Cheerios. They all sing. It's a honey of a no. It's honey You're going Cheerios. back, dude. I'm talking about there's a CGIB for like the last like fucking 10 years really? that Billy West does a voice of. Yeah. Jesus. Regardless, Billy West used to do Martin Shot going all the way fucking back. Does Mrs. Butterworth still To where talk? we started. Yeah, but now she's all um, well-spoken and eloquent and shit to get all PC. Oh, man. She went to Columbia, you know. Okay. We were always a log cabin family, and I always wanted the Mrs. Butterworth because I I believed that shit. Are we talking about maple syrup? I'm talking about. Is that what that is? Yes. Okay, because I wasn't a maple syrup. I wasn't a pancake or a waffle guy growing but up. But when you were a little kid, and Jemima, believe, flat out, that's what it was. Did you believe that, like, when they when they'd have things come to life in commercials, was there an age where you really kind of believed that that pro that that product would do something semi magical? I don't think so. Like, did you think that using Tidy Bowl would no. put a little only man in because? Your and I'll, I'll, there's a reason for this. Only because of how much, how many movies I used to watch. I remember being aware at a way fucking early. I remember being aware at like three years old watching Wizard of Oz that not only a was it fake, but that it was a job you could have. I was aware of all of those things, and yet the flying monkeys still terrify. Oh no, me I was then still, and terrify me to I mean, this day. I've mentioned this a few times on the podcast, but since you've never listened to the show, right? No. Okay. Uh, Ever turn on the German track of Wizard of Oz? The Wicked Witch speaking German is the most frightening fucking thing on the planet Earth. Anybody speaking German is the most frightening thing. But particularly on Earth. the Wicked Witch. I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, there's probably some. Uh, who would be funny speaking German? Funny Simon Pegg. It'd still be scary. I don't Could care. Could you be scared of Simon Pegg? You can't correct Andy Samberg? I mean, sure. With that nose? What are you, anti-Semitic? What are you, Mark Wahlberg now? Is Mark Wahlberg anti-Semitic? All I know, I'm not, saying, Mark Wahlberg I'm not saying that Mark Wahlberg is I called is Alicia Keys racist last week. All I'm saying is that when they did that whole thing, when Mark Wahlberg got all <laughs> mad about... about uh, when Mark Wahlberg got all mad about the impression that Andy Samberg was doing of him, when he when he did some joking thing about, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick his ass or whatever, he kept saying... Hit him right in his big nose. Like, he must have mentioned his big nose like five or six times. I mean, here's the thing. Yes, it's a stereotype that Jews have large noses, but Andy Samberg's got a massive fucking nose. Yes. But then... You gotta shut but up. But then I saw Mark Wahlberg on, on, on Top Gear 
I saw him on Top Gear, and they mentioned Tom Cruise, and uh, and and dude, big Jeremy Clarkson was like, "Oh, do you do you know Tom Cruise?" And and Mark Wahlberg was like, "No, we attend different churches," which was kind of you know fun. People were like, "Ha ha, Scientology joke." It was you know like a subtle thing. He's super religious, but then he took it to the next level and was like. I'm over at the one with Jesus. I heard that, dude. Yeah, and I was like, why do you gotta, like... Because like, he fucking, he's trying to atone for dropping his pants I, on billboards and shit yeah, now that he's got kids or whatever. I'm just saying. So, yeah, like, you combine know. that with the big nose emphasis. You just reminded it, me of something, uh, though. It's something that makes me uncomfortable. You reminded me of something I want to talk about, and you would probably be a better person to speak about it than anyone I know. Because you're, you're, you're an Anglophile without even probably admitting it, right? I don't like British people. All you do is watch British shit though i think that lately the last like last three two years years of your life all you do is watch british television i'm saying the last little while when it comes to comedy the best comedy that's been coming out on tv and and some of the the best comedy movies out there really most inventive stuff a lot of good stuff is is coming out of the other side. Right. Now, speaking of, of the other side, something weird they do is I don't know. Do you watch Ra- Do you watch the Ramsey shows ever? Like F word or like? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I like him. And even on Top Gear, they do he these two plastic surgery. Yeah, you know, that chin. chin. I know, no, no. <laughs> Here's the weird thing they do <laughs> on those shows, though that chin. that they don't do in America. The celebrities talk shit about the other celebrities on an almost constant basis, but it seems like there's two camps, and they know who's in their camp and not. Well, first of all, let's. There should always be finger quotes around any British celebrity. I mean, come on, there's celebrities. Well, we there's celebrities are in England, like the local weatherman. Dude, I, you're telling me you don't know Mr. G? Like you don't remember Mr. You don't remember Mr. G? England. Who? Mr. G, the weatherman from fucking from from New York. Weather. No, I didn't. Or, you don't know Stormy Fields? I've heard of Stormy Fields because how can you not hear Stormy Fields? Exactly. No, but here's what I'm saying. But okay, so legitimately though, in another country, in in Slovakia, I'm sure there are famous Slovakians we've never heard of. Yes. Just like British people, just okay. In our headlines, it said Brittany Murphy died. Right. And the headline of the Guardian, it said U.S. actress Brittany Murphy died. Right. Because not everything. Translates immediately. They wouldn't Absolutely. have to do that for Tom Cruise or Mel Gibson. Um. Yeah. Probably not. Okay. I mean, but why you gotta? Why you gotta d- disparage Miss Murphy's career? Rest in peace. I'm not, dude. She had a, let's talk Man. about. She was good. She was. I, she was legitimately. I love girl, Platter. I see, everyone keeps bringing that up. Uh, girl interrupted. I think she was good. Really good. She was good, good in, in that. She was very good in Clueless. But you could tell. You could tell, man. There was something in her eyes. Like she was an unhinged. Dude, she chick. was a chubby, cute, chubby girl in Clueless. That and she went away for a few years became like a sex forty-five yeah. pound woman, who's like. Legs were the size of my wrists. Like, yeah, there was clearly something. Now it's not looking healthy. Now it's enough. looking like it wasn't a drug overdose or anything. They're not the no toxicology has not even been done. But I would. I don't want to say. I don't. You don't want to speculate. I don't speculate on the cause of death. I'm just saying it can't be healthy to be that much underweight. And I think that she looked a lot healthier in Clueless than she did well, in I mean, the later yeah, yeah, yeah. years of her life. And I think that it's very sad that somebody has to... She definitely got bigger roles looking unhealthy than she did looking healthy, and I think that's unfortunate. Well, totally, dude. What about... Have you seen, like, the recent, like, Photoshop scandals and stuff online? Do you see the one where they took away the woman's hip? 
Yeah. Like, that's when we walk... Yeah. They took away a woman's right hip in a Photoshop ad. Uh, not a Photoshop ad. And she, was, and she claimed a one Photoshop. I don't even remember who it was. But yeah, she tried to say a one Photoshop. I mean, and it's... Her, and- her hip... To, it didn't line up. There was like a two inch. She had a sash around, so so there was like a couple inch little a barrier that line. they were messing, and it just something just went away there. Like it, it's it's gotten forget the point where we used to idealize like skinny women or, or a certain type of woman. We now idealize like people who were aren't or like freakish human beings, like disproportionate. Like like the, you know what I mean? Like, some of these chicks, who did they Photoshop again? They made someone so skinny that they didn't even look human, dude. They weighed, like, 70 pounds or something, you I know? I mean, that's a lot of them. That's, that's, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. And I don't know how, I mean, the thing is, it, it's terrible. I mean, if you look at how much money is spent on these fa- on fashion magazines, they're, they're massive. I mean, it's a Are massive, Are they still, massive though? Industry. Who's reading that? Somebody I feel is. like 50-year-old women, for the most part. No, man. It, it keeps on going. And it's all to the sick... It's weird stuff, man. Do like, we have anything... 57 ways to please your man. Like, Do we have anything that like that on the flip side? Tickle the balls. What? Do we have anything like that on the flip We've, side? It, some people have stepped up to a degree with the, like, men's journal. No, no, no. I'm not talking about... I'm not talking about... No, I'm not talking about the magazines, dedicated too. to making us feel bad I'm not talking about, about the magazines. I'm talking about that idealized version of a male. Do we have any societal pressure to live up to a certain standpoint? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, pr- as a provider, absolutely. I mean, I'm talking about physically. Physically? Aesthetically. We don't... Six-pack. Really, though? Does the average dude... Do you really think the average dude has a six-pack? I don't think the average dude okay, has a six-pack. I think the average dude in movies has a six-pack. I don't even think that. I don't remember that. the last... Uh, sure. They spray paint them on. But, but what I'm saying is, though, like, you hear about how girls grow up reading magazines and seeing all these women who, who they, they're supposed to um, try to look like. It's not, it's oh, not pro like... athletes. How many guys, how many teenage guys Did you ever really steroids? want to look like someone? I, me, personally? Me, no. neither. <laughs> well, I mean, I might have preferred to have somebody... Yeah, I, would, I wish I looked like Brad Pitt in Fight Club right now. I wish my body was ripped like that. Am I interested in doing the work? I don't. That it would t- All right, maybe not that. Maybe a little something more Why? Powerful. Would you get more pussy? Is that the... Like what's I'm just I'm being serious. What's the rationale? It's not like we have my to- only rationale is that I would like to be because that to I me would is like the only to be reason. a healthy person without doing any of the work it requires to be healthy. To me, I wish old- I could run twenty miles and not get tired. I wish I could do a thousand push-ups. But that's overboard to me. That's overboard. To, that's overboard to me. Cartwheel. Brad Pitt in Fight Club. Like that's not healthy. That's too. That's to a point. That's not just a healthy person. That's a fucking crazy cut, like... Alright, I'm not saying that that's my ideal. I'm saying if you gave me a choice right now, if you were like, here's choice A, and that's my body as it stands right now, or choice B, here's Brad Pitt's What about an in-between? What would you rather have if there was an in-between thrown in? What's an in-between? Just a normal dude. Just a normal dude? Are you saying that I'm so far off the scale of normal? No, but you see, you're talking about... I'm not... When you pick your shirt up, I'm always surprised. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you got a belly. No, I'm kidding. I got a belly. I'm almost forty years yeah, old. Yeah, but you man. shouldn't be upset about that because no one would be like, "Josh is a fat dude." Like people would be like, "No way, he has a belly." But like that's almost like you can even laugh about having a belly because it's so shocking. I have a belly. I dress well to hide my belly. I don't it's know. A wh- sexy belly. I mean, that was the problem with fucking living with this motherfucker over the summer. I saw some belly every once in a while. That's really that and difficult And you saw a ladder. Fucking. That's really that difficult for you? You gaunt, 
cancer patient looking. They don't know what I look like. I'll tell y'all what he looks like. I'm black. He looks like twelve feet tall. He is. Oh my god! Like seriously, people like <laughs> they know what I look like. Karen Carpenter. <laughs> if you shaved her head and then like it's not that like, bad. <laughs> she made some beautiful music though. Who knows? You know, maybe it was the the the, the body weight that, that let her voice sing like an angel. What was that magnet thing that you could put the hair on it with the stick? Wooly Willy. Wooly Willy. I yes. look like Wooly Willy. You, you could be a Wooly Willy. I'm down with that. You can grow hair or, or on a, like a or like, a Muslim. I mean, I, or a Muslim, I suppose. Stereotypically, Wooly Willy had a very uh, like Nation of Islam kind of beard. Well, I mean, if you cho- chose to use it all, you could also give him a large head of hair and a very that. shortly trimmed beard. I wouldn't do that. I, would, I, th- I think that it says shaved, something about you that you always made your Wooly Willy look like a monster. I shaved my head yesterday and I, I spent like an hour doing it because I was doing like, I would do like a line there and then I would like chill for like 10 minutes and I would shave off like half my mustache and walk around. So like progressively through the evening, I had like really fucked up. Like I tried to do a Batman symbol in the back, but it didn't work out so well. Do you remember when kids used to do that? When people used to have jobs and not have time to spend hours no. shaving their heads. I don't. It, I wasn't born yet, man. You're older than me. <laughs> way that was way back, older. man. That was in the, <laughs> that was way back in the way back. What I like seeing that I've seen coming back is people shaving elaborate designs into their hair again. That's what As I was somebody, just fucking saying. I'm, listen, I'm saying I I agree with you, oh, you Matthew. Don't to, you don't need to re-fucking... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Re-propose the whole yeah, thing. I, like You can so just skip I right to it. Start. So skipping right to it, yes. I like... The good stuff. Have you seen that by an artist? Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it coming. I back. haven't seen that. It's coming back. I've seen it only a couple times. You weren't with. It wasn't this summer that we saw the Poison Dancers, was it? No. Okay. Poison Dancers. I was with, well, I was with an ex thing. Um, I get in the subway in Manhattan. I get in the sub. Confusing me with an ex thing. I get in the subway in Manhattan once. That's why I get in the subway in Manhattan one morning. We sit down. And everything's fucking normal, and all of a sudden, like, there are these like six black kids in the back of the subway. See, I don't even now. I'm already uncomfortable. No, it's with the, the greatest way story ever. Going. All right, and like, I'm not paying attention to anyone, and all of a sudden, like, two of them stand up. Better be important to the story that these it kids is. are black. It is. All right, two of on. them stand up. And I look over, and they got like kid and play fade like flat tops, and they're wearing like starter jackets and like old school champion pants, and like. Crazy high top Reeboks. See, I like that. So wait, and and then I look, and the chicks got like a hat from like a different world. Like they all look straight out of like 1986. Right. And then out of nowhere, dude pulls a giant fucking boombox from under the seat, and they start blasting Poison by BBV. And all six of them get up and fucking like pop and lock like for like 12 stops, dude. So did you pay up? No, they weren't even looking for money. Yeah, they were. They didn't even go around for money. I swear to God, they were just having fun and dancing. I shit you not. That was the cool. That was the coolest part about the entire Good thing. For them. And see, you know what I hope? I hope that they were like kids from Fame, from the Fame School, and they were on. Is their there way really home a Fame school? school? Yeah, there's a Fame School. Is it called the Fame it's School? Called, no, it's called like the School of Dramatic Arts. Juilliard, Just like the school. No, I mean there's that, but there's also I think like a, I don't know, but yeah, there's a Fame School. I think the remake and of I that think came the kids and went. should be dancing. Yeah, because it was done. Horribly wrong, and you I didn't saw see it? it. No, I didn't How the see fuck it do you know? because I saw that it was PG. And what made the first one great is that it was R. Is that it went there? It was a teen movie, high school movie that 
went to... Was it R? Yeah. Was it, I didn't know that. What's the, last, what's the last movie, movie you saw in theaters, real quick? Last movie I saw in theaters was, uh, was uh, Avatar. My last movie I saw in theaters... Holy shit. Where the Wild Things Are. But speaking of seeing movies in theaters... Directed by Bethesda, Maryland's own Spike Jones. Debbie Gibson. Speaking of, of movie theaters, uh, let's, take a, let's take a minute or two with our, with our good friend, Brendo Man on the Brendo Man Minute, featuring Brian Maxwell. Hello, it's Brendo with the Brendo Man Minute, and we have an extra special Brendo Man Minute because I have a guest, none other than Brian Maxwell. How you doing, sir? I'm doing mighty fine, sir. How are you? I'm good, man. Just chilling, just chilling, in, like a villain. In, in L.A., no doubt. I know. Right. That's right. What are you doing out here, dude? Um, I came to play some hockey, which is rather fantastic, but it's like, um, I'm so excited I get to re-record because I was on the call-in show. Oh, when, yeah. When you guys had the anniversary show, and I'm like, yeah, I'm done. Watching a little journey to the center of the earth here, and I sound like a total douchebag. So I'm I'm super excited. Oh, dude, trust me, you are not the most douchey sounding because yeah, I it won't comment an inter- any it further. It was an interesting show. I was pretty <laughs> I was pretty psyched because I was actually the second caller, but when it, like by the time it was all said and done, I came out the first caller. So I was like, that's right, recognize. Okay, so <laughs> to get this to get this going, I I don't have any questions. That's why I'm having you on. I was given permission. Um, do you have a question for the Brendo Man Minute? I hate to put you on the spot. Um, actually, um, I do. Okay. Of all the theaters that you've ever been to, because I had a chance first time in L.A., of course, I went to Man Chinese Theater and I saw Zombieland. Okay. Of all the theaters you've ever been to, what is, like, the best theater? Okay, I'm going to answer that question. I have an answer at the top of my head. The shit we got out here is really nice. I mean, we got the mans, we got the arc light, we got some of the little, like, you know, like new art. But there is a theater in Austin, Texas... Called the Alamo Draft House. Oh, right on. And I went there. Um, have you heard of uh, Ain't It Cool News? Right, right, right. Yeah. Harry does this thing called Buttonumathon. And I got to go to Buttonumathon number five. Peter Jackson was there in person. Mel Gibson was there before he went totally batshit but, before, crazy. When everybody still loved Mel Gibson? When everybody still loved Mel right Gibson. On. And this theater is so awesome because you sit down, there's little tables in every row, and you can order a cheeseburger, the best cheeseburger you've ever had. Oh, wow. A, even Quentin Tarantino says it's the best cheeseburger he's ever had. And a fucking beer. And beer and a cheeseburger, watching movies, and they'll just keep bringing stuff out to you. You, you don't even got to get up out of your seat. Oh, come on. I'm not even kidding. They'll just keep you like, I want ice cream. And they bring you ice cream. The theaters suck where I'm at, dude. They're fucking oh, terrible. Oh, I've, I've, I've been out there, dude. Where I lived in Missouri, we had a little shitty, um, it, was a, it, was the, it was called a B&B drive-in. And it had a regular theaters that were the smallest ass theaters you've ever been in your oh, life. yeah, yeah. And then it had this drive-in. And here's how ghetto the drive-in was. There was a playground in front of the screen. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so you had to sit there, and these damn kids are playing right underneath the screen. And even though it's not in the way of the movie, it's fucking kids playing. They're loud as hell. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, no, shut that's, up. That's fucking Why? Terrible. Why would they do that? Freaking Midwest. They don't know how to make movie theaters out there. Except in Texas, apparently. You know, I'm sure there's some good ones. I, mean, I think movie theaters as a whole are getting better. Yeah, now, like, out of all the... Like, we've got a bunch of theaters where I'm at, because I'm right outside of Nashville... But um, they just built a new one right in my hometown, and it's it's kind of awesome 
But then I'll hear other people, like I got a buddy from Florida, and he's like, yeah, like fucking Halloween, they dress up and they're running out, and they got fucking characters. Yeah. And I'm like, I've never seen anything Well, yeah, like that, that is the, I have to see, as far as, like, as far as specific theaters, that was my favorite, but then out here in Hollywood, we have lots of awesome theaters that do all the, ret- like, the revival screenings. We have the New Beverly, which is all these awesome double features. During Christmas, I went and saw a double feature of Die Hard. And Shaun of the Dead. Oh hell yeah, right on. And and like and, and and then all these other awesome. And then they usually like Edgar Wright actually had a whole festival like a week of worth of programming, double features, and then everybody else. I'm hoping one day Kevin will get to do something at the New Beverly. Like Diablo Cody did something out there. It's a it's a great theater. I mean, for eight bucks you get to watch two movies. And then there's another theater that does screenings of The Room. You ever oh, heard of the right Room? on, right on, yeah. yeah. <laughs> With the guy. And, um, and it's pretty crazy. So you, you get all that awesome shit out here. And those theaters are cool. But as far as, like, best overall theater experience, I was definitely it. Not to mention being, um, I got to sit next to, on one side of me was Paul Dini. Oh, right on. From Batman. And on the other side was, um, oh, no. <laughs> what was his name? Brad Bird. Hell yeah, dude. Brad Bird, he's now a Pixar fan, but at the time, all he had to do his credit was Iron Giant, but Iron Giant was my favorite. Iron Giant. And I was just like, so I'm sitting next to Brad Bird and freaking freaking Paul Dini, the guy that created Batman the Animated Series and all this other cool shit. And it was ultimate geek-tastic experience. It was wonderful. So uh, I think we're about to run out of time, but thank you for being on the show. And folks, if you want to... Send me an email with your questions. It's brendoman at gmail.com, and you can hit me up on the Twitter. And do you have, I believe you might have a podcast. Yeah, I do, man. I mean, if you like, if you get bored and you want something to listen to, it's Will You Sign My Cast, all one word, on iTunes. You can go to willyousignmycast.com, man. And let me tell you, you might want to turn your speakers down, because this guy yells a whole <laughs> fucking yeah. lot. And it's, it's pretty much, like, honestly, because I never really listened to too many podcasts, but Bagged and Boarded was obviously, like, a huge influence, man. So, I mean... <laughs> You know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, check it out, man. If All you, right. If you don't like it, then fucking don't review me. But if you do, <laughs> All right. Well, this has been Brendo and Brian Maxwell. And um, back to you, Matt and Jesse. I'm not going to lie. That's, it's kind of depressing to hear back to you, Matt and Jesse. Oh, he misses his redneck. It wasn't my redneck. He was all of our rednecks, dude. He was a community redneck. And I would say more hillbilly than redneck. Yeah. Or no, 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 neither of those. Jesse, um, if we had to stereotype Jesse into, like, one, a uh, 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 caricature for a, te- a sitcom, I would say, like, he was, he was like, almost a wannabe thuggy kind of, almost. Do you see what I'm saying? And Jesse wasn't, like, a hunting redneck or a banjo redneck. He was into, like, rap. I'm not projecting. Jesse dropped the N-bomb a few times on here accidentally. And then he revealed, like, Jesse's back home in Alabama. I bet you that's the only word coming out of his fucking mouth, dude. I'm saying I bet Jesse is an excellent fisher, fisherman. He he doesn't fish. He doesn't fish? We've spoken about this. He I wanted fish. to go fishing with him. I bet he him. would be a good fisherman. I wanted to go fishing with him when we first got here. I was like, we should it go fishing. It surprises me that you fish. I enjoy fishing, man. I enjoy outdoorsy shit. I really do. No, but, but fishing in particular is about sitting, uh, you know, quietly oh, I like for, that. for long periods of time. I like that if I'm outdoors. I, that's all I do. I just sit in the woods and I fucking stare at trees and stuff. That's all I did growing <laughs> up in high school and stuff. All you did growing up was sit in the woods and stare at trees? 
Going I, back to the part we talking about how he never learned grammar. Wait, wait. <laughs> what? I'm just saying, maybe the two things. Oh no, they probably. Connected. I was already too old at that point. There. No, I'd say uh, from like grammar class. Uh, I'd say starting in like ninth grade <laughs> or eighth grade, right around the time, oddly enough, that I started smoking pot. Um, I was lucky enough to where I lived on Long Island that I live amongst. I lived, excuse me, my parents will do fucking just forests like everywhere, like deep woods, like. And I'm not talking about, like, trails or, like, parks. I'm talking about, like, behind my house, there were woods for miles that, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, with no markings and shit, just actual wild woods. So I started, when I started smoking weed, I used to, uh, my first natural inclination, I didn't drive. I didn't have a lot of friends with cars, so I would go smoke weed in the woods a lot. So it turned into, like, an, like a three-time-a-day thing for, like, you know, I'd say, like, five or so years where, like... I would go to the woods, and, like, I would chill there for, like, an hour at a time. Like, I had my own spot in the woods. Like, I fashioned some rocks together. I caught it higher. Did you ever start a forest fire? I caught, yes. Yes, 100%. Um, not a forest fire, but... but so not surprised. Uh, we, the, um, so, back behind my house, there's these big rocks in a circle. I caught Pride Rock. That was the main spot. <laughs> Why Pride Rock? Because I was into fucking Lion King, man. <laughs> why not like that's why I call the Pride Rock that's why I named every bong and bull I ever had like Gandalf and Wolverine cause I'm a fucking geek sir You're, yeah, you, you gotta remember no, what show you're on like, yeah <laughs> but I'm sad. I, I don't know if I'd really put Lion so wait, King in the same this is gonna make, with this is gonna make fucking this will come full circle to your mm-hmm. life so there was Pride Rock but in the front of my <laughs> community now growing up my parents used to talk about how like before they built my set of condos where I lived the development what was your development? See, what was your development called? Hidden Ridge. Hidden Still Ridge. Is. Hidden Ridge. Yeah. Don't look me up. I mean, yeah. Just don't do anything to my parents. I'm just saying. I'm saying for the listeners who are like, know the town I live in and now know <laughs> the development I'm from. If they really want to do fucking clitoris. What? Clitoris is what I think of when I hear Hidden Ridge. All right. Yeah. I never thought of that. Good call. But anyway, anywho, in the front of Hidden Ridge, my parents used to say before it was built, it was like a driving range and a farm, and before that, well, Long Island was pretty much all farm. So there's a there was a beekeeper's shack, like driving up into my community, <laughs> driving up into my community. If you look right. to the left, into the woods, you would see like the ruins almost of like a bunch of beekeeper like boxes, whatever they call those. They keep the fucking bees in with the sh- with the grates on them. Right. And, like, a little wooden shack that the dude obviously either lived in or worked out of. So me and my friends... Hopefully just worked out. Started going... It could have been from the 1800s, man. I don't know. We started going down there and... Because uh, my mom had spray paint in the garage and she gave me a can. So I was like, let's go... Why would she do that? I was like, let's go... Because she... I don't know. She's trying to get me out of the house. I was oh, like, my God. I was like, let's go spray paint something. And I had my paintball gun that day, too, I remember. So we were spray painting <laughs> targets onto the hip... I should tell you at that point, we're spray painting targets onto the shack and shooting it with a paintball gun, and everything's all good and fun. And then I'm like, the hey. shack that might have been from the Wait, 1800s. Yeah, I was a dumb, I'm an asshole. Man, I'm like 16 years old. So then I go, hey, man, like, I'm like, all right, this is the new weed spot. Like, I'm going to go back to my house later and bring pillows and <laughs> blankets, and we'll make it comfortable and put a table. And like, so then I'm like, hey, guys, let's paint it. My friends are like, nah, like, you have fun, we're going to leave. I'm like, all right, I'll paint it. <laughs> So I took the spray paint and spray painted it all psychedelic and with peace signs, and I wrote Hippie Hut. <laughs> That's where the Hippie Hut comes from. I wrote Hippie Hut in giant letters across the entrance. Of course. Hold on one sec. So, so I finish uh, painting the Hippie Hut, and my friends all go home. 
And uh, I go to... Oh, I should say, before this in the day, I was smoking a lot of cigarettes. And my friend Grant and Gary, I'll give a shout-out to, I was throwing them Wait, up... that was one guy named Grant and Gary? His name was Grant Gary. His first oh, name was Grant, Grant. His last name was Gary. I was with Grant Gary and Adam Brand, I believe. But anyway, Grant goes, dude, like, Grant wound up going to Stanford, like, graduating, like, fucking Stanford grad school, and now is working for, like, some fucking bio, like, something with dams in third world countries. Like, he's a uh, genius. So Grant goes, dude. Yeah, but he didn't get to stick around and paint the hippie. Grant goes, dude, did you just throw that cigarette on the ground? And I was like, yeah, what? He's like, bro, you're going to start a fucking fire. And I'm like, come on, man. I've thrown a million cigarettes on the ground before. And what are the chances of it actually starting a fire? Mm -hmm. So he leaves and nothing happens. So I paint the hippie hut and everything's good and fun. And I finish and I go to go home to get the pillows and the blankets. And I must have been smoking a cigarette. Because I leave to go back to my house. And on my way back, I hear sirens. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I, I walk up a little bit and I notice... That there are fire engines parked on the road leading into my development. Like, the old shack's on fire. The entire fucking hippie hut burned down. Mm. Like, like flat out burned down. Like, mm. like black tarred fucking. It only lasted one day. Not even a full day. Like, I, I was going home to get the pillows. You destroy. Why must you destroy what you love, Matthew? It was. It was. I didn't mean to. It had to have been that cigarette, though, right? <laughs> I just wanted to. Fed it had to have been that hair. cigarette, right? Like I was an unintentional arsonist. Oh, Lenny. I was an unintentional arsonist. I mean, you're just a, you were a careless smoker then, and you're a careless smoker now. I, um, I was born a snake handler, and I'll die a snake handler. <laughs> oh, you guys. Should we bring our friend into the mix, eh? Oh, I miss New York. Do you miss uh, New York? I'm joking, not I, at all. Do I, you? I do, I do. For those... For, for, for the entire world is not in the know, I was working with Matthew this summer. In, uh, in New York City. So you miss, like, the personal moments during work. I was talking about, like, do you miss the city at all, living on the East Coast? I, I do, Subway, I do. The- but it's easy to, you know, it's easy to look nostalgically at the East Coast when you were there when the weather's warm, you know? Right now they're buried under a bunch of snow. It's cold. You know, I mean, yes, they're going to have a white Christmas. What's nostalgic about it, though? Like, I really, I grew up there, and I obviously I, I like New York, but, like, I, I can't compare fucking Cal- where we live now to there. Like, it's, I think it's a billion times better here, dude. Like, that's a concrete jungle of steel. I enjoy a good public transportation network and the so benefits. Get on the buses that, that smell like french fries and farts. I enjoy, you know, I, I grew up in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Uh, I've spent time in New York City. Both of these cities have taken the time and spent the money to develop a wonderful network of subways. You got to think that L.A. was just fucking slapped together, right? Yes, I do think that L.A. was slapped Was it a gold rush city or post that? I don't know the history of it that well, but it just seems like it's been in constant boom for a mighty long time. I mean, the whole state, the state's big enough to be a country. I mean, this state is bigger than most European countries. It's Most states it's are bigger enormous, than most European countries. I mean, countries. yeah, but this state in particular has got a ridiculous amount of people. It could legitimately be... Oh, population-wise, too, because population Texas wise, and Alaska are bigger, but like yeah. our population has to be bigger, it's right? It's much bigger. It's the most populated state. Is it? Yes. More than New York? Yeah, but New York City is the biggest city. Okay, but, but, but the up, most, yeah, upstate New York has upstate New York has no one fucking yeah, exactly. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Except I mean, some cows yeah. and, and, Buffalo, and serial Rochester. killers. Give me a fucking. That's break. what I think of when I think of cows. Those and, are fucking jokes. Cows and serial killers. <laughs> 
Yeah. Just like a lot of sad guys like staring out their windows, like seeing cows and yeah. being like, I'm going to kill someone now. Yeah, because they're surrounded by states I would rather be in. At that upstate New York, I'll say, I just think of nothing but bleakness, yet like... You know, Maine, go up farther north to Maine. So check this. Maine is, looks beautiful. But check this, all right? I used to live in Burlington. Hampshire, Vermont. I used to live in Bur- I used to live in Burlington, Vermont. Perfect segue. That's beautiful. And there country. were tons of homeless people there. Like, the most disproportionate amount of homeless people per small city in the world, I think. Did they wear L.L. Bean? Did the homeless wear L.L. Bean? No. They were freezing. I don't know. They wore a lot of leather, actually, the homeless, for some reason. They should have had them duck boots. But regardless, here's my thought, theory on that. Every year in Burlington, you'd hear, like, when the winter hit, you'd hear, like, every week... They'd find another homeless person frozen dead or whatever. Here's my thing. If you're homeless and you're living in Burlington, Vermont, why don't you just start walking south one day? Well, let's... If you're homeless, why do you have ties to a certain place, especially if it's that cold? Well, let's factor in a couple... Few things. I mean, uh, there's a large percentage of mentally ill amongst the homeless in this country. Oh, they're the majority. The majority of them were here. Because, you know... Deinstitutionalization back in the seventies, we used to have yeah. There's no more mental, a network of no more horrible yeah. mental facilities in this country. And then, rather than improving the mental facilities in this country, we just kicked everybody out of the institutions to wander the streets and become homeless. You just reminded and me eventually to fill up real quick. Channels. You just remind me of the biggest buzzkill in the world last night. I'm showing. I'm playing uh, the merry old boat lift. I'm playing Call of Duty. Everything's fine and and good. I'm vi- visiting my friend Jimmy Moore, and I put on um. Some fucking documentary show, and it was in Romania, and it was this gorgeous young girl. She must have been, like, 19 or 20, trying to find her mom who abandoned her as a child, right? But the whole thing was, apparently in Romania in the early 80s... Ceausescu. Yes, under Ceausescu, there was a system... You've heard about this? Uh, which thing? All the, child, all the state-run child welfare programs inoculated the children unnecessary and 90% of them got AIDS. Oh, 90%? 20,000 children got HIV. That's not 90% of anything. Of the children who were in the well, oh, brought into were that, in were that brought into the child the state well. Oh, okay, okay. That's what I'm saying. 90% well, Jesus of, Christ. I mean, did they do that on purpose? They don't know. It was dirty needles. So now there's this girl who's 19 years old with AIDS, like, going back to her mom and crying, saying, like, basically they were translating, and she was saying, why did you give me HIV? And I was like, this ain't a show to put on at 2 in the morning. People at 2 in the morning want to go to sleep. They don't want to cry to sleep. sleep. You're going to have a hard time. I mean, Sunday you know, mornings, 9 a.m., I'm sure that PBS wasn't after run. Nova. I'm sure that wasn't its first run. I'm sure it was on at, like... And let nine, eleven. Where did know? I see that? I feel like it had to have been online and not the TV. Well, Jesus. No, but that still counts. No, it doesn't, because you could have watched it at, at any time. No, you can't I, blame the oh. time you happen to watch it online. Oh, so wait, when, on a thing on at two in the morning. When in the hell did I watch it then? Ah. Oh. Poor me. I have no clue. <laughs> Whoa, is me. I, I, no, it had to have been TV because I was on, it was stuck on MSNBC because there was a lockdown marathon on the other day. And lockdown is quality. Okay, how is that show? What's with us? Forget the show. What's with us? 
You and I like the same TV shows. And not, no, I'm not even talking about that, but yes, that's true. But what's with us and everyone else like us who loves Oz and Lockdown? And like, anytime a prison documentary comes on TV, I know you, you like me, are like, oh shit, prison documentary. Dude, hell yeah. Spread the news. (laughs) Have you heard? Yes, my friends, this is Lewisburg. Fuck yeah. Dude, what, what is it about that, that, that fascinates us so much? Is it fact- terrified of it? It is my biggest fear in life. So no, because that's not true. Because I wouldn't head want head to head being thrown into a mental institution and being thrown into a prison. That's not true though. Basically, the because same I wouldn't watch something that terrifies me. Because I don't watch fucking Lockdown Abroad. Because that terrifies me. I don't watch horror movies. I don't watch slasher movies. None of that stuff scares me. I'm separate from the fact that oh, this is just all. You know, mechanics in Hollywood mumbo jumbo, fancy <laughs> smoke and mirrors. I don't care. All your Jew, all your stuff. Jew trickery. <laughs> Why would you take it there? Hollywood. Rick Baker's not a Jew. Is Baker a Jewish name? Baker's no, Rick not Baker's a dead. Name. I, when he was alive, Rick I Baker's don't think he was in makeup. Jewish, he's not Jewish, but he did, did a lot of the. That's hands-on stuff. We don't. I'm we, just saying. Who wrote Rick Baker's checks? Is what I'm asking oh, you. <laughs> um, uh, my point is Maury Epstein <laughs> <laughs> and Seymour Heidelbaum yeah. um, and Rabbi Menachem Schmierson. Seymour is one of the great. First names. By My dad's name is Irwin. You don't hear. You don't. Have you met many Irwins? You don't meet a lot of Irwins. And, and let me ask you this: not to bring race into it again, but have you met many white Irwins? You're all right. Besides my father, have you met a single white Irwin in your life? I don't know. If I I've haven't. Met a black Irwin. I've met a black Irwin. They spell it E R W I N. That's Irwin. I met a Helmut. <laughs> the guy. There's a guy who works in this building. He doesn't. He spells it with one less L than my dog. Because one day I was like, "Helmut, come here," and he was like, "What?" He was like, "Yes," and I was like, "What?" And I looked, and his name tag said "fucking Helmut." That's awesome. And I thought I was losing my Did mind. Did you offer him money for his name tag? <laughs> no, man. It just blew him a couple times. Nice. A couple times. You came back later to blow him again. No, twice in a row. Helmut can go. Damn. Go Helmut. Uh. <laughs> Dude, uh, hold on. I think I think someone someone um, someone else wants to check in with us right now. Oh yeah, there's yeah. Another, there's another Brendo man. No, so, something even better. Oh, what what is it? Uh, Geek Rant brought to you this week by Kizawoo, aka Kelly. Here we go with that. All right, so I don't know how much of a geek rant this is, but um, I'm a big uh, collector, and I think a lot of people that probably listen to the show are of um. Just movies in general, but, you know, Blu-rays and, and, you know, stuff like, you know, newer stuff. And my my complaint or rant is, first of all, all the goddamn stickers they put on everything. And stickers that cannot be peeled off. I mean, these things rip up. You know, I, I like to collect my movies. I like them to look good. And, you know, I get movies with these slip covers, and I try to peel off these stickers, and they just rip the slip cover. And it's like, Jesus Christ. So then I have to leave it on, and and then it just looks retarded. I, I pull out my movie, and it's twenty nine ninety nine on the front. I'm like, ah, oh, great. So, yeah, uh, let's try to, you know, update these stickers or something or make them a lot easier to peel off. And then also on the Blu-ray front, stop releasing movies that nobody needs to see on Blu-ray, like 27 Dresses and The Ugly Truth and give us our goddamn Star Wars and Indiana Jones and Back to the Future trilogies that everybody wants. 
please, we don't need I Love You Man on Blu-ray. All right, well, thanks a lot, and I guess see you later. Wonderful, insightful, gripping stuff. Thank you, Mr. Wu. You didn't listen to that. I totally, I listened. No, you just dropped the file and inserted it. I obviously listened to it before I chose it for the episode, though. (laughs) Like I'd, I had, so. I had listened to it. I wouldn't just throw up anything on this show. Right. Wink, wink. I have I'll integrity. That. I have integrity, mofo. Um, what are you doing at my table? I was wiping some straight. So, well, here's the thing with wood. You're never gonna keep it perfect, right? Right. And this is an, this is really really weird to be talking about, but fuck it. Like I have a wooden table in my living room. For those of you who can't see, you shouldn't try to keep it perfect. No. If you look at the antique people... They're, that's what I'm saying. I watched Antique Roadshow, and they're all scratched, and there's divots, and there's... <laughs> yeah, and they're like, this is wonderful wear and tear. You can see the generations coming through with it. Here's a scuff from the Civil War. That show irks me. No. When people get <laughs> disappointed, when people get horribly disappointed, when the person is like... Muddy, muddy, yeah, yeah, Especially yeah, yeah. because they're not... They can't be overtly nasty about it, but you'll see the dudes that are they'll build, building it up, and they'll tell this whole thing. Now, now this is now blah blah blah. My grandfather got it in Cornwall in eighteen hundred. And they'll throw away these huge numbers. All of a sudden, say, "But this," and they'll flip it over and see right here. This indicates that if, this is a fake. No, the, 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 it's like, worth yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, you owe me fifty dollars. This, this is the, the rarest pot in the world. If. When we flipped it over, exactly. we saw an inscription right here. But since it isn't, it was made in Germany in the 1900s. Exactly. The other thing is that people uh, fucking, like, cart out, like, giant dressers and shit. Yeah. To, like, fields. Like, yeah. how do they get the stuff there? And then they try to act casual about it. Then they try to act like, oh, I just, you know, it was around the house and I but, knew you were coming it, to town. But that's I didn't get. What it it's, was not, it's not the same thing as cash in the attic because it's not like they're selling these things at auction. They're lugging them somewhere to get them praised and then lugging them back home. See, cash in the attic... Is a weird thing because Cash in the Attic, and for those that don't watch Cash in the Attic, people said a specific thing that they want to do. I want to go on a on a vacation to Portugal. I just saw a lady wanted to, to refurbish a piano for a thousand pounds, which right. means two thousand dollars. Yeah, roughly. I always do the double math. Yeah, on so the BBC, you do that too on BBC Absolutely. America, Absolutely. especially with Dragons Den. Oh, love Dragons Den. But that the math that comes <laughs> in the most there. Because I'm like, yeah. oh, the only one's like 20 grand. Wait a minute. Pounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But those do drive... Yeah, that's your... That's I that's a whole other fucking yeah. discussion. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's a whole Which we may, in fact, have. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, which one are we talking about? Cash in the Attic with the Cash most in annoying the host so, in the world. So He's got a paunch. The people come over, the, the hosts Not come over, I... and they like go through the people's house. They're like, you could see, you should sell all this shit that you have sitting It's around. antiques. They, they basically raid the house for antiques, and then they take it to an, right. a live auction... They appraise it with the people, and they put the stuff up for auction. And either you know, either the stuff does amazingly well, and they get the cash to buy their thing, or right. or, or they don't, and and chaos ensues. Now, what's your problem with the show? My problem with it is is it, <coughs> it's putting a false. If you're selling, you shouldn't put some sort of false time limit on yourself. If I'm gonna try this one auction right now, you see all the time people get so much less than they wanted for that thing. I'm like, if you've decided well, they set to sell reserves. this stuff. Yeah, but I'm saying take your time. 
Like find the like auction that's that the shit. best auction for that particular item because people will Specialized come in auctions, with yeah. a really random assortment of stuff and sell it all at one auction on one day, and that just doesn't seem. Well, like Well, I mean, the best to get to get to like maybe a that's final TV to get to maybe a final little in depth subject on the subject of TV. All these shows we've been mentioning, like interventions and how clean is your house and cash in the attic and all that shit. I don't. You used to be able. To, you used to say back in the day when it was like Jerry Springer and all, and reality TV was tabloid TV, basically. In in that sense, you would say, "Oh, they're white trash. They just want to be on TV. They just want money." Now, with with like shows like Intervention and and rehab shows, and some of these shows are like really, really personal and horrible shit. What compels these people? To put their lives out there so much on TV, do you think? It's not just TV. It's everything. Take it beyond that. It's YouTube. It's No, but I'm talking Twitter. about specifically TV. I'm talking but about specific... People want to be famous just for the sake of being out no, there. No, but I wouldn't say... People any humiliating intervention, thing to be on TV. Okay, but okay. In the beginning of every intervention episode, they say the subject does not know they're... How mean, do people keep falling for that? Well, no. How are who, people... What think, addict is like, yeah, I want to be in a documentary yeah, about my addiction. Yeah, exactly. I'm saying what what, what character... Oh, man. Act all surprised. Do they pay them is what I'm asking? All these shows, what 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 I'm compels sure someone? I'm sure there's a full breakdown on the on their website as to to whatever compensation. But like, think about it. Dude's a crazy meth addict. The guy walks up to him with a camera and's like, "Hey, can I follow you around for a week?" Absolutely. Like in my bedroom, please do. Like, I mean, I think that most of them got to be like, "Oh, these are them intervention people." You know, I mean, it's like candid camera for junkies, like and or that pedophile thing at this point. It. I mean, but Which, no, the scary thing... The, to the catch a neighbor, thing to catch scary. a thief, what was to it called? A, to catch a... Neighbor? Pedophile, to catch a... Predator. To catch we a predator. We threw a lot of them out the there The scary thing go. about to catch a predator is people kept saying, how do people keep falling for it? How do people keep falling for it? It's because those dudes were doing it all the time, and like... That shit's even all though, old. Even though To Catch a Predator was out, seemed like it was there all the time to us. They only aired it like once one every tenth yeah. of one per of uh, one hundredth of one percent of all the dirty perverts that are out there meeting young kids on the internet and going out and doing stuff like that. So dudes felt safe going out. Like uh, even yeah. They knew the odds were with them, and they got burned. But then they got one dude twice. Yes. Like one, yeah. The Indian now, that guy. guy. That guy. He doesn't get a pass. Like he doesn't get the whole. I mean, I don't think any of them get passes. Really, no. It's not like on. It's not like on cops. It's not like on cops. They get a pass for getting caught on on cops when they catch a guy with a prostitute. Like I know that I always kind of feel bad for dude. That gets caught. Well, I I think that's a fairly victimless crime. Everybody involved. Prostitution is only a victim. A crime with a victim because it's illegal. It, so women end up getting pimps, put, and that kind of stuff. Get, yeah, getting yeah. put into into a position. Nobody is like I could be. I could take this job in IT, or I could be a streetwalker. Like nobody's like I could. You know, I could take the, the this executive assistant position, or I could suck cock for fifteen dollars a blow on some dirty alley in some Indiana town. Because they have gone to some weird small towns now for cops. Like they got real caught. Well, up it in used small to be. Towns. It used to be basically the same four towns. Because I think I've seen like every cops episode or or close to it. I did for the first few years. It used to be either Corpus Christi. I was going home, man. Corpus Christi. I was with my baby's mom. Vegas. Man. Uh, a lot of Texas, for the most part. It seems like you know what I mean. Yeah. No, they were all about Texas. That, they got rocked on the Pacific Northwest for a while. 
Like they could be caught. Like they were all over Washington State. Because here's the thing: the best thing about cops to watch as as a, as a um a stoner. But Vegas and New Orleans, Vegas and Mardi Gras were always like the cops. See, but New Orleans like, I never big, liked because it was always events. like the Daytona break episodes, and then it's just drunk college kids. Like that's not fun. Like I want the crazy shit. Watching cops, Mardi Gras on cops is like watching. Like that, the the bad softcore like the girls gone on, wild. No, no, but oh, on like TNT, like or on tur- like on on one of the channels that couldn't even show you a side, like the like, crate, like, like the travel thing. channel shit. Yeah, 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 the PG softcore, like porn. the wild Vegas, like yeah. no, yeah, no, but I mean, like they'd show the movies that was like this, like the, that the, HD like, show with those three chicks. That's totally PG, but actually, do like you it's remember show you something? I Wasn't I watching HD. it with you? HD theater. There, I was watching a show once where these three gorgeous fucking girls were in like the Bahamas on a boat, like paragliding. It had to be yes, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and yeah. and neither, not a one of them had any yeah. television skills or right. personality. I think they were actually playing. I think I think the unifying thing is that they were like playmates or something, or they were mob. But yeah, do you remember what I'm talking about? Chicks on a vacation, and like the all they would show is like underwater shots of their asses as they swam. Straight like up. no educational value whatsoever. Yeah. No, not the show was about absolutely nothing. But in beautiful uncompressed HD, it was just I HD mean, shots of hot chicks swimming. Yeah, but on like a great reef and like in a beautiful settings. Like it was like like planet HD Earth. You could jerk off to. It was like no. It was like a mixture of Planet Earth and the Sports Illustrated bikini swimsuit. That's what I said. A Planet Earth you could yeah. jerk off to. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's tugged into the fucking sports swimsuit issue. I mean, yeah, sure. Back in the day, yeah, that's just gross. Why? Because you live with your dad and you get the Sports Illustrated. And if my dad used to had buy my brought own. home, I used to buy my own porn. I used to buy my own. It's you still see it laying around. No, my parents because didn't. your dad would. Oh man, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like no. What I used to find, piece of jerk What I used to find, laying around. The I'm not gonna for, for pure candid fuckingness. Uh, don't out Irwin. Victoria's Secret, Irwin. When we get oh. the mail, Irwin would snag him, fucking bring him back. I don't know that he'd jerk off to him or if he'd read Dude, him. Irwin and everything, everyone else. That was the magic of magic. Like of the mail came, is. and my dad took the Victoria's, Victoria's Secret catalog. Secret is free porn that they send to dudes. <laughs> and so then the the women are like, okay, if this is what the dude the, the women in the in the porn my husband the free porn my husband is looking at is wearing, I guess I should go buy the same bra. And it's like a That's real, the secret. It's a it's brilliant cheap, fucking marketing and idea. Poorly made stuff, man. Victoria see maybe it's gotten better. But at least back in the day when I was growing up, that stuff would fall apart. I mean, and maybe that's just saying I'm clumsy, but I like to think I have to. I can take off a bra, a well-made bra, without damaging. But the one you're wearing, the one you're wearing right now, looks on, the bra. on put uh, securely. The one I'm wearing right now is just a pull over my head. It's a sports bra. It's one of those tube. Yeah, yeah I mean tubers. And it's potato. not it's not because my man boobs need to be constrained. It's just because I feel like it's a hug all the time. And on not that very, 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 very fine note, folks, have a wonderful Christmas and a happy new year from us here at Bagged and Boarded. It's been Bagged and Boarded. And, uh, hey, Josh, thank you. Oh, my pleasure. And I'm not really wearing a bra. Just just a, a girdle. Or underwear. What? It's been real. What? Bagged and Boarded.
and Jesse watch lots of movies, get mad ladies, smoke mad doobies, back and forth, it's the way your life, tell your friends, tell your moms, tell your hoe, tell your wife, coming at you on a weekly basis, kicking up pod for your sexy faces, who's the two free geeks you want to bone, in the secret podcast bunker all alone, on the internet we be the top crooks, we got issues and we don't need funny books, homie Jimmy Moore and the dinos are chilling, me and JR, we got the top villains, sit down, relax, and yo, and take a seat, get ready for the top podcast, you all agree, others spit loud, but I can spit faster, I'm Matt Cohen, I'm the Jew master. We got everything you could possibly want in it. An hour of us in the Brento minute. I'm a little laid back and he's megalomaniacal. Could we just talking shit? Who said the show was viable? Walking in the door, smoking that Jimmy Moore. You're listening from Alabama, all the way to Singapore. We're just two weeks and that's the topic of discussion. Had each other's boats on the green on nothing. Quick stop at night, took a storm like a typhoon. It's not right, it's wrong. It's taking lots of bones. Cause we're reaching every show, everyone celebrates. Cause we got comics, movies, and a little penetration. I regret every episode as soon as it's recorded. Cause I'm down to earth and matters out of orbit. We're not quite right, our thoughts are distorted. So now we present to you another bag and board. This is bagged and boarded, 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 bagged and boarded. Yeah!